Hello and welcome back to another episode of Digs and Distance. Um, I'm going to try to get Noah and Colton on the phone for our NFL picks. Um, A couple of them we already know the results to, but because I was out in South Dakota visiting some people, we texted each other our picks so nobody could accuse anybody of cheating but we're still going to do them on the actual podcast uh, just because, uh, like we always do. So, But again, we, like I said, knew each other's picks ahead of time. So that is perfectly fine, and uh, we're going to try to get them on the phone here.
Okay, so you and I both got double the points on that. So you and I are both at three points so far. And then Noah went with the Cowboys to cover. So so we covered a point there, or we caught up a point there on Noah because he's the leader now, of course. And then the Vikings-Packers, uh, it was four and a half, I think, or four points, something like that, when we looked at it. Okay, yeah. And Noah and I both took the Vikings to cover, and and you took the Packers to just cover, right? Okay, so Noah and I think the Vikings will win by the spread. You think the Packers will, uh, right? But you don't want to try to double your just. You just think it'll be a. Pretty much, you think it'll be a close game. So, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about any of the games. I didn't watch any of them really today. Otherwise, we can just talk all Vikings and Packers, too. Totally up to you. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter to me, but uh, I guess that I'm getting pretty anxious. Um, I'm sure you are, too. You know, we've been. Yeah. Also, you know, I already am $20 up because I think I said this on one of the podcasts or maybe I forgot, but Colton and I a few weeks ago, like, when the Vikings had lost, while they had Zealand injured and stuff, and we made a $20 bet that I said the Vikings would still make the playoffs. He said the Rams would make the playoffs over us. And with the Rams losing yesterday, even though we haven't played yet, the Vikings have clinched the playoff spot officially. So I'm twenty dollars up already. And then we also made a couple more bets. So we also have ten dollars on the Viking Packer game. And then uh we also have ten bucks on the Colton thinks the Packers will make it to the NFC championship and I don't think they will. So we got another ten bucks there. So pretty much at this point, the worst I can do is, you know, neither of us give money to each other because we come out even because I'm already twenty dollars up. Or, but you know, even better for me, I come end up with forty bucks. So we'll just see what happens. But, but yeah, either way, I'm looking forward to the game. I mean, even though I think the Vikings can cover, I do still expect it to be like close most of the game and even though I even though I said I took us to cover I think it'll probably be like a you know six point game like I think it'll be close All right, they, yeah, they almost always do in the rivalry game. And I know you keep bringing up the Cousins record on Monday night, which I get to a degree, but there's also a lot more players involved than one guy. Like Seattle, Seattle, I backed him up because he actually played a pretty good game. We scored 30 points in Seattle. That should be enough to win, and the defense let us down. So it's not like, it's not I did not. I really haven't been checking my phone because I was visiting with people. But normally I would, but the people I was visiting, we just chatted. and um, So, anyway, uh, but okay. Well, that really opens up possibilities, and especially if Minnesota beats Green Bay because the seating could change potentially. Well, although they although they beat us, that's my thing. So.
Vikings are still the well, they still they're still the sixth seed because they're a wild card. And yeah, they're the sixth seed as of right now. Right. Well. And the only way the Cowboys make it, though, because the Vikings have already clinched, the only way the Cowboys make it now is if they pass Philadelphia for the division. Because one is...
Yeah, I mean, this, granted, I thought he'd been, he would have been fired a long time ago, because in my opinion, that's one coach that has stuck around too long, but at this point, I don't see any way that Jason Garrett stays the head coach in Dallas after this year. <laughs> well, right.
But the way I was going with that is, obviously I hope he doesn't go anywhere because we've had a lot of coordinator turnover. And that's not good for a quarterback either, you know, especially Cousins who's finally... Well, I mean, in Washington, in my opinion, he was good too. Like, in my opinion, he's got too much flack for actually being a pretty solid QB. And I get some of it, but really, if you look at his career numbers, he's been pretty solid. But anyway, uh, we could disagree on that some. But anyway, the way I'm going with this is, like, I'd love the fans to stay because of what he's building with Cousins and the year Cousins is having. What I'm wondering, though, with this younger generation of coaches and how good our offense has been this year and how well-respected he is, if it's a possibility that Stefanski is going to get some interviews for potential head coaching spots next year. No. Oh, I don't disagree with that, but you could actually, like, legitimately, and I've even seen a few experts, like, pointed out, okay, different websites and stuff that are NFL experts, that, including the one that was going through NFL, you know, and we talked about this briefly one day, you know, the one that was going through people that they thought were snubbed from the Pro Bowl, and Obviously, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, there's no denying that they both deserve to be there. Okay, that's part of what made it tricky this year, okay? But you could, I mean, you could make the argument, potentially, what the year Cousins is having, that, and I'm not denying Rodgers is having a good year because they've both had very good years. And the, the fact that Cousins is even in that same breath this year, like, I've always thought he was good, but the fact that they're even super similar in stats this year, like, shows the year Cousins is having. Like, Rodgers, we expected from, obviously, Cousins, so, you know, this is a huge year for him. But what I'm getting at is there's been some people that say, obviously, you can't replace Will. 
but you could make a decent argument that Cousins maybe even deserved it slightly more than Rodgers. But again, I knew it, I knew it was going to be tough this year, though, just because Wilson and Breeze are having such good years. That, and then Rodgers, you know, has been doing it so long that you knew it would be tough, even though you could make an argument either way that, you know, he deserves it maybe just as much as Rodgers.
to it like we'd expect this year. I don't think anybody is going to deny that they have a stacked roster on defense. Like, there's no denying that the talent they have, even though they haven't played up to it this year as much as they have in the past. I was not shocked at all, and the reason is, and I loved Keenum for what he did. He was a good guy, too, and there was something there with the chemistry. Like, that year was, we didn't make it to the end like we wanted, but that game against the Saints and just, like, there was something magical about the year, even though we didn't go to the Super Bowl. Just, like, him doing what he did and stepping in as a backup, like, but, again, and we'll never know, right? Obviously, the Vikings had the Vikings had more weapons. He excelled, but if you look at his career numbers, nothing to me pointed out he can absolutely put up those numbers again. Also, how often is it that a guy who could be considered a franchise quarterback? Because I don't think anybody's denying that Cousins, you know, could be considered that. I'm not saying he's like in the elite level yet, but he'd be considered a franchise quarterback most places because he's young enough and he's done enough. Okay, you could consider him a franchise quarterback. It's not very often those guys hit the free agent market. Okay. So I know Keenum had a magical year, but if you look at his career numbers, and he's a very solid backup. I absolutely believe that. But in my opinion, it was a one-year wonder for him as a starting quarterback. And I don't think he'll ever put up numbers like that again. I, I love him for what he did, and I think he's a very solid backup option that in an emergency can start. But I just don't think in general that he's a starting quarterback. And that's why I wasn't shocked. And when I knew Cousins was hitting the market, I said all along, even before they signed him, I wanted them to target Cousins. I wanted them to get Cousins. And sure enough, that's what happened. Should have signed Keenum, you mean, or what? Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I'm sorry. Like I said, I love the guy for... I love the guy for what he did for one year, but... And I'm even a... You know, I'm on a couple Facebook fan pages, too. And I'm not the only one who get on who gets frustrated on there. Like, there's people that just like to complain about everything. And they bring up how they wish they had Keenum, even though right now we have 10 wins and Cousins is having a tremendous year. And it's like, really, just give it up. Like, Cousins is having a great year and you're still complaining about it. Like, and what, and I know Keenum doesn't have the weapons, but, I mean, look at how disastrous it was from this year. Like, nothing in his career pointed out that he could do that again. And, again, I know the other teams didn't have all those weapons. But still, you take an overall look at his stats. And like I said, I'm not denying he's a solid backup option. But nothing to me told me that he could replicate that. Take who? Yeah, Gardner. 
isn't the first time we've seen this either. Remember the former Packer, Matt Flynn, who had a wonderful year as a backup one year. He excelled in that system. Seattle paid him huge money. And then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round, and he beat one out for a starting job, even though they paid him huge money. Oh, okay. Well, well, anyway, Flynn, he was a little quarterback, but and he filled in for Rodgers one of the years he was, like, out for the year or whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay. So anyway, Flynn, he did a great job filling in. And and you should go back and watch highlights now sometime just because of when he was in Green Bay. But anyway, he was like a one He had a great year in Green Bay as a backup. And he was kind of like a no-name guy before then. He had been on Green Bay's roster, but nobody knew a lot about him. And Rodgers gets hurt. He does very well, and if I remember right, they still were right in the hunt for the playoffs or maybe even went to the playoffs. And anyway, he did so well that Seattle paid him huge money. They still drafted Wilson in the third round. And Wilson beat him out for a starting job, and he got cut, despite the fact that they paid him huge money and a lot of it was guaranteed. Anyway, so Flynn got cut, and then eventually ended up back in Green Bay because, you know, they knew he had success there. And then if I remember right, after they re-signed him, I think there was even a second time, maybe after Rodgers got hurt another time, but not as bad, where he filled in for a few more games and looked good again. But anyway, it was just, it just showed that sometimes, too, it's the system. Like, one system might be really good for one guy, and then they pay a big buck, and it just doesn't work, you know.
New Orleans, too. And I love Teddy. He's, like, the nicest guy you'll ever meet from what I've heard. And even his personality says that. But the difference was, well, obviously New Orleans still won with him. So he did a great job. But you notice the, I don't know how much you paid attention to the box score, but the passing yards compared to him and Breeze was, like, night and day difference, like, you know, he'd pass for 200, barely above 200, and they'd win. You know, where Breeze goes for 300, 350, 400, fairly consistently. So they changed the, you know, they changed it up somewhat they were doing, knowing Teddy's strength, but he sure executed, you know, what they knew his strengths were. So. Well, what I was what I was saying is, it wasn't that I had any doubt Chicago might be interested. What I was telling you why it won't happen is because I didn't think there was any way the Saints were going to trade, and they didn't, and they didn't. So you and I are in the same boat. Even though he looked a lot better down the stretch once they mixed some things up, I'm still, even though he looked a lot better down the stretch, I'm still not at all convinced that Trubisky's the guy. Is he not having a very good day either, or what? 
the reason I was wondering is I had some guys like hugely underperform in fantasy, and I'm playing and I'm playing for third place, and like it was projected to be close, like I was projected to lose by three, so like I knew it, it should have been close. But I had a bunch of guys hugely underperform, and he had a bunch of guys overperform. So right now I'm down. Well, and the reason I asked is I have my home. But I'm down 125 to 65. <laughs> and I have a, and I actually have a pretty solid lineup. Like I don't know if I've shared this with you or not. But, like, if you look at my lineup, it's no wonder I actually had a good year, but today I had guys underperformed. So, like, I have Mahomes. I have Joe Mixon from the Bengals, who's had a good year, even though the Bengals suck. I have, well, I picked up Adrian Peterson for this week in particular. I picked him up in for this week in particular because of Cook's injury, so I needed a fill-in, and he was on the waiver wire, so I picked him up just for this week. I have what Okay. And then and then I've got DeAndre Hopkins who had a terrible day. Well, only two points. I have DJ Moore from the Panthers who generally has been pretty good but today wasn't very good. I have Zach Ertz for the Eagles, you know, who again usually is good but didn't do very well today. I had the I had the Broncos defense. I have Tucker, the kicker for the Ravens. And then I have uh well I had Edelman on my bench this week because I I liked a couple matchups better, although it looks like I should have started him this week. Um and then I've got Derek Carr as my backup quarterback. But like I mean you look you listen to my roster, and I mean, it's a pretty stat. I mean, it's a pretty solid roster. But today, I had guys just like hugely underperform. But I mean, I got to the third place game for a reason. That's a when you look at that, that's a pretty solid roster, really. Oh yeah. No, I mean he's still. He's still a solid back, but with that said, I don't, I don't miss him at all. Minnesota because he couldn't block to save his life. <laughs> so, 
like I said, those are just a few of the reasons I don't miss them. And then, even though Minnesota, in my opinion, actually treated him pretty dang well, despite all the stuff that happened with this kid, like he was saying all this stuff about how they treated him poorly, which wasn't the case at all. They actually went further for him than some people think they should have. So, like, I didn't like that at all. So, like, even though I loved watching him when he was here, the combination of that and having Cuck, like, I don't miss him at all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, 
Favorite was, though, and obviously he's a Hall of Favorite. He's still, like, a great, he's an all-time great. There's no denying that. But he was a risk-taker, and that's just, I mean, that's just the difference between him and Rodgers. He wasn't going to set any touchdown-to-interception ratios or, you know, have a great ratio like Rodgers, but he was still going to be a dang good quarterback. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm just saying, like, Favre, you know, they're two different guys. One was going to throw more picks, but he was still going to win you a lot of games. And he was just that energetic run down to the end of the field after every touchdown and celebrate with his guys. Like, he'd sprint down there. That's just who he was and was all energetic all the time. And, uh, and then Rodgers, you know, throws it away more, but he also sets some pretty dang good numbers as far as, like, completion percentage and all that. So, um, they're two different quarterbacks, but there's no doubt they've both been great. Well, Rodgers, or Favre was a great quarterback and a Hall of Famer, and Rodgers, even though I still think to a and we've talked about this a lot. Like, when I say he's overrated, it's not like I'm not calling him great because I've even admitted that to you. He's a great quarterback. I just don't think he's the best of all time, at least not yet. That's the only reason I say he's overrated. It's not because I don't think he's great. Like, I still call him a top five quarterback, okay, of all time. Like, so it's not, but in my opinion, he's still slightly overrated. But it's not like I'm saying he's not great because he absolutely is. Unfortunately, after we recorded a whole second hour, we realized that something went wrong. I have no idea what it was. Um, so unfortunately, it will sound like uh, something's missing, which it was. But either way, it was a great time with Colton. And uh, I appreciate everybody for listening as always. Have a good night uh, or a good day. God bless. And everyone have a safe and blessed Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all and God bless you.